Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another Thursday night right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. I am so excited that you decided to join us once again. We're going to have a great time in Jesus tonight. Well, as you know, we've been in a series for the last few weeks entitled Overcoming Our Fears. And this is yet another part of that series. So if you haven't heard the last of it, make sure that you make sure that you go back and listen to those or watch them. And I believe that you're going to get a rich blessing to those of you that are watching us on YouTube or uh, Vimeo or Roku or listening to us on podcasts. We greet you in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, before we get started, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much in Jesus' mighty name for this time that you've given us to gather around your word. Father, I pray that you would speak to us today uh, expressly by your spirit. Lord, you know what we all need to hear, and you know what needs to be said. Father, I pray that even right now that you would fill my mouth with your words. And Lord, prepare our hearts to receive what you have to say. We're in anxious anticipation of what you're about to do in all of our lives. We bless you, Father, and we release the anointing right now to overcome all fear. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, awesome. All right, as you know, we have a confession in this series, and we're going to go ahead and do our confession at this time. Uh, so just read along with me wherever you are. If you're listening by podcast, just repeat with us, okay? Here we go. God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. I have been washed by the blood of Jesus. The greater one lives in me, and I am yielded to his spirit. Therefore, I shall always overcome, be triumphant, and excel in all matters of the kingdom. Today, I declare, I am fearless, bold, and safely secured in the Father's love for me. Glory to God in the highest. You did an excellent job as usual. You're really pretty good. All right, so uh, today let's go ahead and discuss overcoming fears. I want to give you a few scriptures, actually a lot of scriptures for the time that we have today. All right, so what, it, what do we mean by overcoming? Now, in general, the word overcome means to defeat someone or something. It means to successfully deal with or gain control over something difficult, all right? Now, as we said before, that overcoming your fear does not mean that the thing that has made you afraid is no longer present or that you have destroyed it, you know, it's gone. That doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is that you have gained the ability to overcome its tactics. You have gained the ability to overcome its snare. You know, you may hear the bad news uh, or see the bad news in the news, news on, on the newspaper, maybe the news feeds, or maybe you watch the evening news and you see all the bad things there. And before it made you shudder, but now you know how to take that thing to the Lord, lift it up before him and act with wisdom. It doesn't make it doesn't cause those negative reactions in you anymore. It doesn't cause your sweaty palms, doesn't cause you to stammer or stutter. It doesn't cause you to get angry or or upset or frustrated. It just you're able just to be at peace and at rest, knowing that your father is in full control. We're talking about overcoming our 
fears. Amen? So we're going to look at that today. Now, I want you to consider this again, that overcoming in this life doesn't always mean, again, the total obliteration of the thing that we are afraid of, uh, nor does it mean that the danger is no longer present. But it does mean that you have grown to the point that that no longer affects you, that that no longer affects you. What caused, what caused you to trip last time, you're okay now. You're able to sleep in the midst of the storm and be well and, and just maintain your father's peace all over your life. So let's look at a few of those in the scripture. And I want to show you this mind, the mind of Christ in the midst of all of this. This is what we're, this is what we're praying for. This is what we're going after. So let's start here. I love this in Psalm 91, verse number three, Psalm 91, verse three says this, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. All right. Surely he shall deliver you. You can say, surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. Now, snare simply means trap, and the fowler is a hunter. So in essence, the father would deliver you from the hunter's trap. All right. Now, I want you to understand this. Now, the word deliver means to rescue, to snatch away. It means to recover, to deliver from sin and guilt, to deliver from enemies or trouble or death. So God's going to pull you away, snatch you away, snatch you away, uh, snatch you out of that. Now, there are three ways or three methods of deliverance here. I will go through these quickly. One, when the father delivers you from the trap of the enemy, he can just simply open the trap and let you go out. So you've been snatched out or pull you out and you are, you are delivered from that fearful situation, from that trap. Secondly, as you're walking along, he can show you, hey, there's a trap there and you'll see it and you avoid it. That's also deliverance. He showed it to you and you didn't get in it. He, in essence, snatched you away out of that thing. No hurt. The third way, I believe, is the truest form of deliverance. That is uh, the hunter or the enemy, the devil, has made a trap, but in, you know, the power of any trap is in its bait. It's in its bait. So a successful hunter knows how to bait a trap. So it may know that a certain, uh, fowl or game or whatever likes this type of food, likes this type of thing. So it baits the trap with that. It puts the, puts the bait there. And then the creature comes along and you know, it's, it's got it. The hunter has snared his trap, um, uh, rather has um, trapped, trapped the, the prey with the snare, okay? Sort of like a fishing, you know what the fish like, so you bait the hook with that and you put it out in front of them. All right, so the, I believe the truest form of deliverance is this, that when the father takes the desire out of you for that, so when you see the trap and you say, that thing used to really entice me, that thing was really a temptation to me, but you know, I don't want that anymore. And what happens? You go right around the trap. No big deal. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't phase you whatsoever. You have overcome it. You have overcome that trap. You have overcome that snare. You have overcome that fear, that situation. Got it? So I believe the father will mature us to the point to where he's not removing the thing but he has removed the desire from us. 
Notice what, what he says again in verse 3, Psalm 91, verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Now, he didn't say that he's going to take the trap away, that he's going to move the situation away, take it away from you. But he, did, but he does promise that he will deliver you, deliver you in the midst of it. Isn't that awesome? He doesn't say the danger won't be there, but you are kept safe from the danger because he has removed uh, the thing that really tempted you with this. He, he's removed the desire. So one thing I want you to see about this tonight as we go through this, that for the brief time that we have, remember we want to try to keep these very short, about 20 minutes or so. One thing I want you to see about fear is that fear has a trigger. It, we are tempted to fear. We, uh, there's something in us that connects with something else, with a situation or with a thought or with news Whatever it is, it connects with us, and then fear uh, is, is the response. Uh, person A can hear the news or can know what's going on, or, you know, you're in, a, let's say, the classroom experience. I've, I've had a lot of experience with that. You know, person A hops up in class, and they can just say it, no problem. They can give the answer, no problem whatsoever. They're able to do it. But when it comes you comes your time to do it, you're scared out of your seat. <laughs> you know, you're scared out of it. They're fine. There's nothing that connected with them at that moment. That doesn't mean that they don't have um, places of fear in their life. That just means that that's not a temptation for them. That's not a weakness for them. Got it? But that may be a weakness for you. But so grab a hold of this. The Father will cause us to overcome this thing by removing that weakness within us, uh, by removing the temptation, the desire to fall prey to it. All right? So uh, let me show you a few of these things. Now, look at Matthew. Let's go to Matthew 13. Matthew 13, uh, because you'll find this also in the Lord's Prayer. Or we call this the model prayer or the disciples' prayer. It says this in Matthew 6, 13, listen to this or consider this. Um, in the prayer, the Lord says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Notice Jesus doesn't say in the model. He does not say in the model prayer, Father, take temptation away. He says, lead us not into the temptation. It's there, but don't lead me into it. Let me give you a few other uh, uh, translations of this. The New Living Translation translates, translate this, translates the first part of this verse like this. It says, don't let us yield to temptation. Another translation says, keep us from being tempted. Another translation says, don't allow us to be tempted. Now, to lead, it says in King James here, lead us not into temptation. To lead means really to carry inward, to carry inward or to bring into. Don't allow me to be carried inward to bring me into this. And that talks about our desire once again. Remember Jesus said the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing in me. In other words, there's nothing in me that connects with that that will cause me to sin. There is nothing in me that connects with that that will cause me to do, that will cause me to fall, that will cause me to fall away. In this case, it would be sin. And now sin it always leads to a death of something. 
it leads to a separation, okay? Sin leads to death, which is, of course, separation. When we fall into sin, our relationship with the Father is always intact. If you are a born-again believer, as I know that you are, you are a born-again believer. When you sin, you're still, you're still a child of God. But sin causes separation as in fellowship. The fellowship is not there anymore. You've known people who who have been in relationships and let's say there's still a husband and wife or let's say the child uh, is still, you know, he's still a child of their parents. They still have relationship, but the fellowship, the connection, the intimacy is just not there anymore. Unfortunately, I've known marriages. The intimacy is just not there anymore. Something has damaged the fellowship. The relationship is still intact. They haven't been divorced and all of that, uh, or the children have not, um, have not decided to be emancipated, as they say, but the relationship is there, but the fellowship is, 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 is separated. There's no intimacy there. That's what sin does. It disconnects us. It robs us of the true intimacy with our Father that, are, that we're so desperately craving for. But going back into this now, Notice he says, lead us not into into temptation. And the leading or the drawing into temptation has to do with our desire. It has to do with us. Something always leads us. So in in effect, what the Lord is saying, Father, do not allow me to be enticed, to be enticed into sin, but rescue me from the evil. And the evil here talks about the evil one, talks about the devil or from the evil of the culture. Don't allow me to be drawn away by what's in me. In essence, that's what the Lord Jesus is telling us to pray. We're saying, Father, I admit there's something in me that connects with the culture. There's something in me that connects with the things that are bad. Remember Lot's wife? Uh, God brought her out of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah with, of course, Lot and his wife and the, the, the daughters. But as they were on the way out, she, Lot's wife, turned back and looked at the city and, of course, beheld the destruction and became a pillar of salt. She was still connected with something that was there. Even though she was out of the place, she was still connected to the place. And she met the destruction of the place, so to speak. She met her her demise. So... What we're saying here is that in overcoming our fear, again, fear always has some some type of trigger. There's some sort of trigger. There's some sort of trap, snare. And one way the Father's going to deliver you is by removing the desire, by removing uh, what connects you to that event. One way the Lord can do this, and we'll look at this further on in Scripture, is that one way we are tied to this and we have, a, uh, we have a, a weakness in this area, we are prone to fall to this, we are prone to be afraid, is because we're still connected to some past event. Somewhere in life, someone told you you couldn't do this, um, that you weren't anything or that you were less than nothing or maybe that people didn't want to hear what you had to say. Somebody devalued you in some way. And when they said it, it may have been repeated over and over and over again. When they said it, you believed it and you internalized it. 
So when that situation or something like that came along, that same script began to play again. That same script of uh, they're not going to like me. They're, you know, they're going to judge me. They're going to this. They're going to that. I'm not good enough. That same scripting, that same old program will run uh, in, in our thinking when that same sort of scenario sets up. I've known uh, men to be, or women to be afraid of men because of what their fathers have done. I've known um, men to be easily manipulated by women because of what their mothers have done. I've known people to be maybe in relationships, but it, it ended very badly. It ended horribly. And now they're afraid to go into the next relationship because they're still grounded in the last relationship. Got me? So when that, when we are released from that situation, when we see that, hey, that's a lie, I'm actually worth more. I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I've actually been wonderfully made. I'm, I'm not an accident. Um, I am highly valued. I'm a son of, I'm a son of God. I am loved. I am accepted. You know, when we actually see this and, and say, you know what, I am worth something. I am worth redeemed. I'm worth being, I'm worth being redeemed. And my father loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And we get filled with that. Then those things that tied the, that tie us to the past, when those cords are broken, snip, 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 we can be, deli- we can be delivered from it. Does that make sense? Because understand, in every time we are tempted in an area, whether it is being tempted to sin or, uh, you know, tempted to be tempted to be afraid or whatever area of weakness, it's always tied to something. And that's something that it's tied to. The devil can get all in that and bring all that back up to your face. And then we'll react in the present the way we, we reacted to in the past. Uh, you know, we are maybe in our 40s and our 50s now, but when that same situation comes up, we'll still act as we did when we were seven because something is still tying us there. In some way, some way, we're still believing what happened then. We're still believing our past experiences, and we have not yet been filled with the Word of God. Jesus said, and you will know the truth. He said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall set you free. Well, knowing the truth, remember, because all those past experiences are lies. You are no longer that person. You are no longer that scared little girl or that scared, that scared young man. You're not that person anymore. God has raised you up. And he has seated you with Christ Jesus in Christ, and you are now more than a conqueror. And the Bible says that greater is he who's within you than he that is in the world. Now you're greater because you're in Christ, and there's far more with you than there are against you. My God, my God. Well, our time has gone, and we're going to pick back up on this on this on the next broadcast. So I pray that you are with me. So before we go, I definitely want to pray with you. And I just want to tell you how much Father loves you and how much you are on his mind. Oh boy, you will never know how much you are on the mind of Father. He loves you. 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 So 
If you're feeling convicted in your heart right now, maybe you've made some bad decisions, some, some bad choices in life, and the fellowship with the Father has been cut off. It has been severed. The relationship is there. You know you love him, but you're not fellowshipping with him in intimacy as you should. Well, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer uh, right now and restore that intimacy, restore that fellowship. Because Father is not, uh, he's not sitting there with a baseball bat waiting to get you. No, he wants to restore you. And he proved that by giving Jesus Christ as his one and only son. So let me pray with you right now. Father, oh yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, all right, we're gonna use our computers or our cell phones as a point of contact. Whatever you're, however you're viewing me or, or however you're listening, touch something that relates to it. If you're in the car, touch the dash or something, touch the radio. If you're watching by phone, hold your phone. Just make that connection. If you're watching by computer, touch the mouse or what have you. That This will be our point of contact as we pray, okay? All right. So I'm going to touch my pad right here. So Heavenly Father, I bring my friend before you right now as we are touching and agreeing on their deliverance. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would heal them, that you would deliver them. And Lord, we confess right now that we have missed the mark, that we have fallen short. We have not done all that we should have done. Lord, we should have done some things and we didn't do it. And Lord, we did some things we should not have done. And Lord, we ask you to forgive us and wash and cleanse us with the blood of Jesus. You said if we would confess our sins before you, before you, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So Father, we receive the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. We receive his sacrificial, his sacrificial blood uh, to wash away our sins as far away from us as the east is from the west. And by faith, we declare that we are fully restored into right relationship with you. So, Father, by according to the blood of Jesus Christ and according to what he has done for us, Lord, we declare that we are the redeemed, that we are forgiven, that we are loose from every shackle and chain. And, Lord, we declare deliverance right now. And, Lord, in accordance to that, Lord, I just declare freedom for my friend that is right now watching and listening. Freedom. Lord God, I pray that they be freed from the top of their heads to the very soles of their feet. Father, I pray that you would give them wisdom and uh, share with them truth because it is the truth that sets them free. Lord, I pray that their hearts would be open and receptive to hearing what you have to say to them as you challenge the lies of the past and you reveal what is truth. Lord, I bless you for them and I pray your blessings be all upon them and that you will always keep them safe. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friend, that does it for today. We'll be back with you on next Thursday night, and we will pick this up once again. We love you, and we will see you on the next time.